Jason Beeler. It's an honor to be chatting to you tonight. Songs of the Apocalypse has been out a short while. How pleased are you with the responses from fans and media? Uh, it's been overwhelming. I mean, I don't usually worry about that stuff too much, but um, all the reviews and, and feedback so far has been, uh, uh, you know, alarmingly wonderful, which is uh, must mean there's some kind of impending doom around the corner. <laughs> so what made you go down the road of, Victorian themes and oddities, because it's quite unusual. Um, it's just really what popped into my head. I mean, um, you know, I just tend to absorb everything around me since I was a little kid, and um, <clears throat> it just felt like I don't know that so much it's a theme record, but it has a thematic element that that kind of vibe runs through the whole thing. So it uh, just naturally, in my warped mentality, wound up coming out. Cool. Beyond um, Hope has a lot of guest stars on that track. How pleased are you with it? And it's quite different, isn't it? Or quite unexpected, even. Um, I'm thrilled. I mean, I really didn't worry so much about anything in particular other than getting all my friends together to contribute to the record. So um, I'm thrilled with everybody, how all the things came out. I mean, the things I'm most proud of, I have like, you know, Clay Cook from the Zach Brown band on the same record as Devin Townsend. That should tell you everything you need to know. Uh, <laughs> it's a pretty diverse, pretty eclectic group of uh, musicians, and and they're all so brilliant. And you know, I'm a massive fan of all of them in their own right. So, I mean, that's kind of the thing I walk away with from the record the most is just uh, such a wonderful thing to be able to uh, be creative with my friends and 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 have them like the songs. That was really my only concern. I mean, it's always nice to have other people like it, but amongst people I really respect, to have them dig the tunes and want to be a part of it, that was the best part. So was it actually written during lockdown or have you managed to join together in a studio or have you been doing it over the internet with file shares? It's all been done. Uh, I started the record in March and it was done in May uh, and we file shared, you know, everybody recording their own studios, um, which I think had its upside as well. I mean, there was no pressure. There was no one looking over anybody's shoulder. So they, I was able to get the best versions of Bumblefoot or Devin Townsend or David Ellison in their own environment with no pressure, creating what they wanted to create and then getting the best, I think, of, of what they do. That's excellent. So do you have like a favorite track on the album today and why? I really don't. I, you know, I, I tell you, and that's such a bad answer. I should be more creative, but <laughs> I'm one of those people that I, oh, you know, I always even get asked that on uh, online about, you know, what was your favorite, this record or that? And it's like, I'm always looking forward. It doesn't mean that I don't value or appreciate people liking the record that's really important to me but like i'm already working on new things and my head's like not you know i think someday i'll be an old man with a pipe and i'll be sitting in a chair and i'll maybe reflect on everything i've done but as of yet no okay well i really love the artwork on the album of course you're quite heavily tattooed aren't you are there plans to get any tattoos of the actual um artwork on yourself um no and i'm not actually tattooed that's photoshop is it? Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the same guy that did the artwork does, no. all those, does all those photoshops. Yeah. Oh, man. Really? I'm going to yeah. cut that question out. That's really bad. I'm no, no. Back. You have to keep it in there. <laughs> That's so cool. Okay. So if you're not tattooed, then have you thought about getting a tattoo of the artwork on your back? Would be good. Uh, no. Uh, not somewhere. I mean, I think the artwork's amazing. I think the guy who did it, Robert Merrick, a, a genius. My tattoos will be more focused around my my animals, my dogs, and stuff like that. 
That's awesome, dude. Awesome. Okay, so do you actually have the artwork hanging up around your home anywhere? I love the skull behind you. I love the skull. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's from cool. that's actual from Indonesia. Awesome. That's awesome. Uh, but um, I haven't gotten it yet. I mean, I've just got the vinyls in and all that kind of stuff. It's it's, it's fun to have something full size to you know hold again and all that kind of stuff um but i probably will at some point i'll have the artist frame something for me it's i'm really i think it's the first time i've made a record where i think the artwork really feels like an extension of the music and in part of it it feels like part of the record so how pleased are you with support from frontier record frontier records they've been great i mean you know when we first got together i was just wanting to make them aware that like you know i have respect for what they've achieved but i'm really not like anything in their roster and, and it's a pretty different record and they had expressed to me their desire to kind of branch out and do different things um but they've done they've done an amazing job so far i've got nothing to complain about that's brilliant of course covid 19 has caused havoc around the world and hopefully we're coming out the other side um would you be looking at taking this was a project on the road at any stage it's definitely going to tour it. Um, as soon as it's safe for everybody, we'll we'll do full, hopefully, all over Europe, Asia, and the U.S. Um, so, I mean, cautiously optimistic. We're hoping to just start doing some shows towards the end of the year. Uh, but, you know, well into next year, and hopefully the summer festivals come around again next year, not this year. Uh, and uh, hopefully we get back to some kind of normalcy. So, so, okay, so you've obviously worked with a lot of friends who are amazing well well-known artists is there anyone you would really want to work with that haven't had the chance to yet um i'm getting ready to start you know the mental process of putting together the next record um now and i, I was talking to Corey taylor about doing something um uh a bunch of different musicians yeah so i just want to keep expanding the base maybe have a few of the guys that were on this one come back and um that's the beautiful thing about you know the, the orchestra aspect of it is that i can do anything i want what was the most outrageous thing you ever did in the name of rock and roll? Or can't you tell me? It's not even a can't tell you thing. I mean, I don't think it was anything really spectacular. I mean, I really grew up um, at the tail. I mean, Saigon Kick, really, our first record came out in 91. So we were kind of at the tail end of all that. And we never really were embraced by uh, nothing against them. I mean, or I don't even like calling it hair metal. Some people get offended. But that that movement, I, we weren't really embraced by. We were on the road early on with like the Ramones and uh, Faith No More. And we went to uh, Japan with Ozzy and we played some shows with Soundgarden and, and that kind of thing. And then after the second record happened, we had a ballad that succeeded, uh, which made us kind of untouchable by the grunge movement. So we were never really part of that whole insane, wonderful Sunset Strip. You know, after, yeah, yeah. Insanity, so. <laughs> okay. So you bet you were a good rock star then back in the day yeah <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know about good but uh you know i i i think for the most part of avoid being filmed fair enough okay yeah that's the problem today isn't it um okay so how do you think the world of music will look post pandemic i mean i think you know the pandemic has shown me and i think hopefully everybody how important film and and you know m music is um, so, I mean, like, you know, I don't, you know, it's been horrible for a lot of people, but I, I, I can't imagine having to go through this without, you know, Netflix and Spotify and YouTube. I, I don't think I would have been able to live. Um, so I'm hoping we just get back to some sense of normalcy. And 
hopefully people take the edge off. I mean, there's just a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of bullshit going around, a lot of hate, a lot of pent up anger. Uh, you know, I'm hoping we can get back to being in rooms together and, you know, and sharing an experience. I mean, that's what it's all about. I mean, I think in terms of live music. So I'm hoping we get back to normal. Absolutely. We're going back in time. Can you remember the first time you ever stood on a stage and how you felt? And what was it? Where was it? Was it high school? Was it? I think when I was a kid, I was a little bit advanced as a player. And when I was like 14 or 15, I got asked to play a show with some band and like literally the old style Blues Brothers country bar with the chicken wire across the stage kind of kind of thing. <laughs> I think for some reason I have that memory. I don't remember the gig or even what I was doing there. I remember being way too young and everyone telling me not to talk to anybody. And I just remembered the the, the chicken wire. So that's my earliest memory. <laughs> okay. I've only ever seen that in the film Roadhouse, but yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It's crazy. Yeah. Strangely <laughs> enough, it was real. <laughs> okay. So one of your songs from the orchestra album could appear on a soundtrack or any film score. Which one would you choose? Hmm. It's a great question that I'm sadly not even thought of. Um, I mean, I think Annalise has a certain uh, cinematic vibe to it uh, that might be interesting to do, but... You know, it's funny. I mean, I think this, you know, they work hand in hand. So, you know, the scene sometimes justifies the music and sometimes the music justifies the scene. So I'd have to see it in context. Absolutely. You know, so some, things you... That, some things that don't make sense when you say <laughs> them, when you see them in the movie, you're like, oh, that that works. Yeah, man, totally. So hopefully when you do get out on the road, I don't like plans to have extras coming onto the stage, you know, a bit like an Alice Cooper show sort of thing. Um, from a theatrical standpoint or musical standpoint? Theatrical standpoint. Yeah, we're planning on making the show as big as possible. I mean, I think you know the challenge is going to be to musically bring it to life, obviously, because it's pretty complex. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I am all for doing it as big and as bold as we possibly can do. Um, so far, the record's really you know catching a life of its own, which is nice. So uh, hopefully, the uh, the love will translate into ticket sales, which will translate into me being able to spend a shit ton of money that I will never make back on ridiculous props and lighting. Are you planning to do any more releases from the album, like video-wise? Yeah, we're going to try to do some more visual stuff um, in the coming weeks and months uh, to support some of the different tracks. And um, But yeah, for sure. Excellent. Okay, so a certain makeup-clad artist in Kiss um, recently said that rock is dead yet again. What do you think? I mean, it depends on what you're talking about. I mean, is rock king of the 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 the, the hill right now? Maybe not, but I don't know. But I mean, I didn't get into music, and I don't make music to be recognized in the mall or have someone. You know, I mean, I, I made music because I I love making music. So whether one person bought this record, no one bought the record, or a million people buy the record, that's outside of my control. I don't worry about that. I, I, you know, rock lives in my studio and in yeah. many studios around the world. There's brilliant musicians doing all kinds of stuff. To me, it's more important the question is to say music is alive and well. True. Yeah, absolutely. Without a doubt. Proper music, none of this electronic rubbish. But yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Okay, so can you give me four words to describe Jason Beeler. Gosh, I'm going <laughs> to be your worst interview ever. You know, man, it's good. N uh, no. <laughs> no. No, I can't. 
<laughs> none that would make any sense or be uh, at, at all appropriately descriptive. <laughs> okay. So this is just five five questions now, either or either, and a bit daft as I go along. So festival or small intimate gig? Uh, small intimate gig. Vinyl or digital? Digital. Okay. Hot dogs or beer? Uh, it would be beer. And pizza or beer? Oh, uh, that's a good one. Um, I would take the the leftover from the previous question and then join that with the beer from this question. <laughs> cool. <laughs> okay, last one. I don't know if I should ask this one, but with ice staffs, vocalists getting done. But anyway, let's do it. Um, Donald Trump or Kermit the Frog? Kermit the Frog. <laughs> right. I want to fake one. One can, make an, one can make an argument they're not that far apart. Well, yeah, one's very orange, but yeah. <laughs> and one's, but anyway, got a, want... one's got a much higher intellect. And thanks, Miss Piggy. Yeah. Anyway, we could go on all day. Um, I want to thank you so much for your time. Um, thank, thank you for making the music still all these years. The album's awesome. Do you have any final words for your fans and our viewers? Uh, you know, thanks so much for taking the time to check out the record, and embracing it so far. I mean, it's 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 great, and I'm hoping that uh, if everybody stays safe, we can get through this. Uh, we'll all be face to face in the not too distant future, enjoying a great evening of uh, of hot dogs, pizza, and beer. Yeah, man. Awesome. Thank you so much.